What's going on, good people? It's your host, Jono the Giant, with my boy, JV, welcoming you to another episode of the Giant Fundamentals Podcast, where we discuss black male issues, growing and healing, and getting on the other side of greatness. Now, before you even tune in, please leave a rating and review, and do not forget to subscribe. Yo, what's good, JV? We back at it again, baby. Yes, we are, JG. Yes, we are. So what's the word, man? What's the word? How was how was the week? Give a little quick debrief. How was the week? Uh week was good. Um they were very interesting. Uh definitely had a I had a family member that had a health scare this weekend, uh this week. Um, so that put a lot of things into perspective. You know, your mind always goes through for those of us that overthink. Goes through goes through all these possible scenarios and different things. Yeah. Um, your awareness is heightened. You start to reflect back on your own life journey. Very interesting. That family member is is fine. Everything is good so far. Um, and just a couple things, right? It's just like also I've been working on really leaning into manifestation. Um, something that I've been learning for the last few months. We always say you don't want to manifest the life you want to live, um, but I'm actually getting into the technical details of that. And me being a visionary, um, just leaning into my dreams and visions, right? And it was something that uh, I was listening to a call. Someone said today, uh, your thoughts lead to your, your thoughts create your actions. And then your actions create results. And then your results uh, shape your reality. And I was telling a friend, when you're intentional in life, when you lean into what scares you the most, on the other side of that fear is the life that you want to live, is the reward that you've been waiting for. And it's something that is unexplainable. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my thing. Yeah, that's heavy. That's good stuff. Yeah. How was your week? Um, it's been a, it's been a good week, man. I I um I feel like this week, uh the past week, things have happened in a way where it was unexpected in a good way. And I don't know, it's something about when you're talking about, as you're saying, like manifesting the life that you want. A lot of us, we try to force it. Mm. And when you try to force it, it just leads to a lot of uh, frustration. And mm. when you're forcing it and you have this image in your mind of what it should look like and it doesn't happen that way, then it's like, it's even more frustration. But on top of that frustration, there's doubt. Like, can mm. this really happen? And I've been operating like that for years, but the last few months I've really taken a step back. And you know, one of our things that we say for our company is, you know, submit to reality. That's one of the big things. Mm-hmm. And I've submitted to reality for the perspective of, yo, know, just stop, stop trying to force it. Just let things happen the way they need to happen. Mm-hmm. And this week has shown me like when you allow life to do what it needs to do and you're not trying to take life by the neck and 
bring it into put it into submission in the place that you want it to go. Rather, you allow life, you or rather you submit to life. Mm-hmm. And when things start happening, it's like, oh wow, it just feels the energy is just is just different. Yeah. It's more peace, it's more flow in life. So that's what happened. You know, we both experienced the same thing. You know, that that happened for us in this week where like whoa things are just happening left to right boom 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 and so oh so this is what happens when you submit to reality in life this is what this is how it feels yeah it's been a good week and that's been a big realization for me but i want to segue into our topic for today and um i think a lot of us who you know black culture we are we we've been following the situation with jamie fox yeah, because there hasn't been a lot of information that has come out on what his what his uh, situation was. His you know he had a major health scare. He was in a hospital hospital for some time. However, he recently just got out of the hospital, um, or he just looks like he doesn't look like he's been in the hospital. He looks like he's been sick, but he doesn't necessarily look like he's been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he gives a message to all of his fans and all of his supporters. And when I was listening to that message, I'm like, okay, I definitely think this is important for us to touch on what he's saying because mm-hmm. I feel like what he's saying, I know in times past, we've used those type of things or that way of thinking to help us. But in reality, at the core of it, it's really not, if that makes sense. So I just want to play a small little clip of what he was saying and then. We can just dive right into it. That's good. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you um, how how far it took me and how how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I I thought I would never, ever go through. and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates. But to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with uh, with tubes um, running out of me and, and trying to figure out uh, if, if I was going to make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So yeah, so um, I just want to get your thoughts. You know, well, first and foremost, you know, we've been big Jamie Foxx fans since we were Jamie Foxx show. Yo, that's my guy. guy. Oh my god, man, this guy, man, that's my guy. Hey, I'm not a groupie by any means. But he's one of those people where it's like if I see him and he's in the street, I, I gotta go up to him because he yeah. he is my idol when it comes oh. to who, who like I am an extension of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He raised me. He raised yeah. me. You know what I mean? So it, yo, I I I, mm, I can't even see. I'm mm-mm. Yeah, man, <laughs> love Jamie to death, man. The jokes on the Jet Jamie Fox show, listen, man, that thing got me through my childhood, boy. And I, and I think people don't realize that these shows, like that we grew up on, like 
Jamie Foxx show, the Wayne's brothers, Martin, Fresh Prince. Like, yo, when you, when you grow up in a toxic home and a toxic environment and you want to escape your reality for a little bit, those shows, man, they hold it down, man. The things held me down, kid. And I, I think, you know, the show Everybody Hates Chris mm-hmm. put a spotlight on how a lot of us grew up, even though he didn't yeah. grow up in the same time frame as us. Yes. But that dynamic that he had in his family. Yes. Because that's probably the only time, like, me growing up in New York, we would go to my aunt's house in the city mm-hmm. and uh, my older cousins, they had like Friday, the movie Friday. They had Don't Be a Menace to Society. Mm-hmm. They had all these rated R movies as well as these shows that we wouldn't normally watch. Like we would watch them during the week at our, our home, but it was a family gathering to go there on the weekend to watch it with them. And like, that's the only time, like we were like, we sitting next to each other, who got mm-hmm. the popcorn and then... You know, Jamie Foxx got a new stand-up, and he's he in the club. I'm in the car. He's yeah, to figure out the most is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it that that type of stuff was like, yo, that that was a real. Those are the happy times. Yeah. When growing up in traumatic, toxic environments, those are the happy times that I can relate to. So it wasn't all bad. You know, it yeah. was. Yeah, man. And, and with that being said, I just want to highlight Jamie. Um, and what he said in the clip. So I, I first, I just want to, you know, I was like to start off to get your thoughts and see what you, what did you think about what he said? Well, there's a lot of things. I, I want to go all the way back to the beginning of what happened to him, right? So his daughter put on Instagram, knee prayers at the same time, news outlets say he was hospitalized, right? And one of my guilty pleasures is reading comments on Shade Room. I know there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> so I'll read the comments. And a lot of people, through the time period that we didn't know what was going on, there was a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know me and you, we talked about that this week, where what I like about you is you're very careful about where you place yourself in your mind and what influences you. Because when I first started reading the comments and I was like, yeah, I, I feel so passionate about Jamie for his daughter to be vague and say, hey, just pray. Yeah. What's going on. Right. Felt some type of way. Right. Of you course. I mean, like, yo, this is this is I don't know him, but he my boy. You feel yeah, me? Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and over time, I realized whenever it came to Jamie and his camp, that's just a practice that they had. Mm-hmm to protect his situation, his family, because he's in the limelight, right? So I had a lot of mixed emotions at first. Now, when he came out with this video, I really appreciated it because it was like, he he kind of put us back into, he kind of checked us in a way, right? Because he was like, he came on, he was like, look, I appreciate all the love that you guys showed me while I was away, but I had to do this because this was a form of protection for myself as far as not letting you guys know exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, ha- I still have mixed emotions because I see a lot of, especially men who don't communicate what they're going through in life, which can hinder their process of growth and healing. But at the same time, I understand why, because it's just not a normal practice for us. 
It's just yeah. not something we're not used to going to, you know, our older brother, or our dad, or our fellow males to be like, yo, this is what I'm struggling with. Correct. We just have that type of open form. So Correct. um that's basically how I feel. It's just like mixed emotions. I'm glad he's okay. Um, but it's like a part of me is like, I get why you kept it to yourself. But another part of me was like, man, I hope this is not something like, I hope you have people that you can actually talk to. Not saying you have to talk to us, the masses, but I hope this is not a defense mechanism for you. For sure. No, that's, yeah, that's a great point that you, that you bring that up. Um, I know some people listening out there is like, what? I think he he has rights to hear what's going on with Jamie. You don't know him, but <laughs> what people don't get is that, and I want a child tied this in into upbringing, mm-hmm. is when we were watching Jamie Foxx, the Jamie Foxx show, man, we were in middle school. You know, yeah. we we're like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. And this, I think his show went on for like five, six seasons. Mm-hmm. And even before that, he was on in Living Color, right? So he has made a deep impression upon our childhood selves Mm -hmm. and the emotions that you feel in childhood will always be dominant or be the predominant emotions and feelings that you have when you grow up to be an adult if there are negative emotions then you can you have to do work to like really you know um deal with that rewire do whatever you need to do but you never try to do that with positive emotions, right? You just continue wanting to feel that way towards that thing, that situation, that person, and that event. In this case, it's a person. Right. And it's Jamie, it's like, yo, he made a deep impression upon us when we we're kids. So we have that, we have that feeling like, man, like, yo, that, that's my nigga right there. Like, you know, that's, you know, you feel that. And what a lot of people don't understand is that when you were growing up, whatever feelings that you felt towards a situation or towards a family member or whatever the case may be, most likely that's going to be locked in until you change that. Right. Right. And that's how we feel about Jamie. It's like, yo, Jamie could do no wrong. Like, you know, he's, he's given us so many great, great memories and moments to the point he's like, man, he feels like he's one of the boys. And I know a lot of us out there can relate to that because we have this, Oh, um, what the LeBron and Jordan debate or right. Beyonce Rihanna debate or right. whatever. We always have these debates with different people because these people from when we were younger made an impression upon us and it made us feel a certain type of way. Yeah. And with Jamie to, I guess, to talk about exactly what he said in the, in his video that really stuck out to me um, is the lack not no okay let me rephrase i'm not going to say the lack he said something he was like you know he really didn't want us to see him in that light because mm. he we're used to seeing him funny and joking like he didn't want his fans to see him with tubes in him and things of that nature right mm-hmm. and i understand that but i feel like and he doesn't have to do this to the masses if his people saw him that's that's good right but I want to speak, I want to use this for the people out there who have this mindset where, especially our men, you don't want people to see you in your weakest moments. Mm. And for me, when Jamie said that, I'm like, oh, wow, like this could be a good thing to talk about because a lot of men 
we struggle with people seeing us in our weakest moments. Mm-hmm. And that is that that strips away from your humanity at the end of the day, because uh, we can't always be be strong. But when you're trying so hard to never allow people to see you in your weakest moments, you don't realize that you're performing, mm-hmm. not living, you're performing. 100%. And it, it's funny, when you talk about that, I was talking to a friend today, and he was talking about relationships, and you know, he's not married, or he's not even he's single right now and he said that he was like man I always want to be a man that provides um Mm. at least financially as as, as, like I need to focus on that I need to I need to Mm -hmm. to be a baller and I was like yo like where is this coming from he was like man Mm -hmm. I just seen my boys they've been in relationships and financially something happened they hit their rock bottom and then the Mm -hmm. woman doesn't respect them Mm -hmm. doesn't value their them they don't have any it's as if they don't have a purpose anymore because financially they hit a wall. Yeah. Um, and I was telling them, I said, I can understand that. But then at the same time, you have to reevaluate that relationship if that's you, because I want to be able to have a partner that when we high, we high. And then when we're low, we're low together. Right. They yeah. understand who I am. And if I have a hundred million and I lose it, she also understands that he's going to get it back and plus more you know what i mean like yeah baby you had 100 million but i know you're going to be a billionaire um because you have the tools you've you've proved to me over time that you're capable of reaching that mountaintop um and i think a lot of men don't want to show that weakness because they the respect right yeah. they feel like people are not going to respect them yeah if they at their weakest moments i've even seen on the show one time where the guy was running for president um and I guess it was an emotional moment and the press secretary was like don't cry Mm. whatever you do don't cry Mm. because if you cry even though you're showing passion and raw emotion it's a sign of weakness and those are the things that get programmed and indoctrinated into us yeah you know you know you said that you were like don't cry it it, it thought it brought me back what was it it was it 2013, 2014, whenever Kevin Durant won the MVP. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was giving yeah, he was giving a speech about his mom. He's like, you know, mom, you're the real MVP. And then he had the tears and stuff. Yeah. And that was a that was a beautiful moment, man, to me. But it's just crazy how like social media is and how people started to make fun of him for that. And it's like for me, everything, you know me, everything is context. Everything is context. So I'm thinking about Kevin Durant. And, you know, I'm a sports junkie. I'm always been reading articles. I know these guys' lives. And I just, I remember him talking about how his mom was the one waking him up four or five in the morning to train. Hmm. Like, really putting those hours in and those times in. And I'm thinking about, man, you know, all those mornings and those afternoons and those practices. Kevin Durant went from one school to the next school to the next school, hooping. And his mom and his brother they were the ones that were always there. His mom was the one that made provision for him to be able to be the MVP of the best basketball league in the world. So during that speech that he's given and he's talking, all of those memories are flowing through his mind. Mm -hmm. And that is what evokes the emotion 
to start to cry. But it's like people could be so stupid sometimes. And I get it. I, I, I know, you know, we joke, too. We like to make fun, too. But it's just certain things. I'm like, why are you degrading the man and speaking of him in that light like he's some type of punk or something? Because he's reminiscing on the hard times, the early mornings that him, his mom and his brother had. Right. And this is what makes men wall up. Right. This is why men don't try to show weakness or they don't try to show vulnerability because of things like this. I mean, look at it. Uh, the Haitian, our Haitian superhero, Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in, rest, <laughs> rest in peace when he Mr. passed Bryant. away. Mr. Bryant, Sensei. When he passed away, Michael Jordan gave uh, was part of, I guess, his eulogy or speech at his funeral. And there was what I've we've seen Michael in some of the rawest, passionate moments. Yeah. But that moment, it, it was reminiscent of when he won a championship when his father died. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what's running through my mind. Right. And, and in this beautiful speech. But in the middle of the speech, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I know. He was like, damn, I know this is going to be a meme for the next decade or something. Because he cried. And it's like, it was funny. It was great. But it was yeah. like, like this is what we're really thinking about? Yeah, man. Like, with everything going on in the world, like, Kobe just like, you at his funeral, you turn it in. And, oh, damn. But you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is another meme. Right, exactly. And, it, it, and you know, Kanye, you said it earlier this week, we was talking about Kanye. Um, in his song, he said, I'm so self-conscious, yeah. right? Social media, the information era that we live in has made us all so self-conscious. Facts. As to why Facts. Jason had to say what he said. As to Facts. why we feel the way we feel when KD, Michael Jordan cries. And it's like, as much as I love the awareness, sometimes, you know, we always say moderation is the key because sometimes it could just be too much. Yeah. You know? For sure. And this is for all my men out there as we're talking about this topic of like just showing weakness and vulnerability. I think what we need to do is start to create a sense of safety within ourselves first. Yeah. And really start deconstructing. Why do I feel less masculine when I cry and show vulnerability and weakness? Mm. I think we need to start asking ourselves that question. Why? Because when you ask why, what you end up doing is you're asking your subconscious to go and retrieve the belief that supports this type of thinking mm. and until you can retrieve that belief and deconstruct it you're going to continue on that path of feeling like man i can't be weak i can't show vulnerability i have to keep this front up i have to perform i have to have this mask on and in reality that mm. is draining over time mm -hmm. and we have to be able to do that. Just that first part right there. If we want to have healthy masculinity. 100%. I, I, you hit, you hit it right on the, uh, on the head, uh, hit the nail right on the head, because if you're not, if you're not willing to take the time to ask yourself that question, 
um, then how are you ever going to really move forward? How are you going to be a better friend, a better partner, a better husband, a better father? You know, we all strive, a lot of us all strive for to be the best versions of ourselves, but we're not willing to spend the time to deconstruct the worst part, worst parts of ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Not willing to spend that time to figure it out. You know, we just, it's like, if, if, especially for the women that listen to our podcast, if you want to understand the mind of a man, this is what we do, right? So we have like building blocks. We have like a staircase in our mind, right? And then when we feel an emotion that we feel is weakness, we try to take a different direction or we try to pile a positive or manly emotion on top of that weak emotion to move past it. Yeah. So it's like, we never deal with it. We never, we never go down that alleyway, that, 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 that pathway of where that weakness is. So now when you're asking your man or your brother, or your father, you know, these types of questions, there's, we really don't know how to answer it. We don't know how to express that emotion. We don't know why we feel that way. We're just like, ah, we're done with it. Let's go, let's get on to the next thing. You know, we're yeah. just quickly trying to move past it. Um, and it's something that me and you, we've over the last few years, We've been working on ourselves to really understand ourselves, accept ourselves, and then fully express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think one key that you said, one key note that you said at the end is really understand yourself, mm. but accept yourself. And I know a lot of us, what we do, how we live life, we live it from the exterior versus the interior. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we always want people to accept us. We always want to be accepted, but what we don't realize is you have to first accept yourself, mm -hmm. good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. You have to accept yourself. Once you fully accept yourself, then when it comes to others accepting you it's not going to be that much of a big deal because you're just so comfortable with who you are you know yourself not only do you know yourself you love yourself because you can know yourself and hate yourself mm. <laughs> but to know yourself and love yourself is a totally different thing to know yourself and accept yourself is a totally different beast and this is how you're able to show up in a world in a way where you start to attract good people. You start to attract good opportunities. However, we don't live that way. Most of us want people to accept us first, thinking that, okay, if people accept us, then we can accept ourselves. Let me see what people feel and think about me. And then I can feel and think about that about myself. It's like, no, it's the exact opposite. So what do you say to those people that feel like, you know, they're like, yeah, Jamie, yeah, nobody needs to know what you're going through. And they, you know, they, I've heard this before. It was like, you know, uh, you know, keep, do you, do you, I, I forgot the term, but you move in silence, right? Yeah, real G's move in silence. Right. Everyone doesn't need to know what's going on with me. Yeah. Don't need to share with nobody. Um, you shouldn't be talking to a bunch of people so forth and so on. What do, what do you think that comes from and, and what do you say to those type of people that feel that way? Um, one, I believe it comes from shame. Mm. 
You know, you don't want people to see the weakest parts of you. And when people have seen the weakest parts of you, you probably were shamed for it or you've seen someone else shame for it. Mm. So you just say, oh, okay, I know not to do that because I don't want that type of attention. Mm. Um, so it definitely comes from shame. And I, I don't believe everyone needs to know your business. Right. Like everyone does not need to know your business. However, I think the real problem is when you don't allow the closest people in your life in to know your business, to know what's going on with you. I think that's when it becomes a problem because I don't know, maybe Jamie has his stuff on the wraps where the people that need to know, they know. Right. Right. And, and that's important. And I'm hoping that he's leaning on them in that time because no man is an island. I don't, listen, I don't care who you are, man. No man is an island. We cannot live on our own. And that brings me, as I say that, that brings me to a time where I believe Giannis was about to be MVP a second time. Mm -hmm. And um, they just finished playing the Lakers and they asked LeBron about Giannis and they said, and he said, man, he has a great support system, you know, because that's very important, you know, this lifestyle and this grind that you, you're going through every single day and to show up and be your best, you need a great support system. So this is how I take that. You, can be, you can't be a superstar without a superstar team and superstar support. Mm, it's true. You need people. Like, and, and that's the thing I don't like about our society is that we look at a, a Beyonce, we look at a Jay-Z, we look at a Barack, we look at a LeBron, we look at a Bezos. We, whoever are those figures who are the top 0.11%. 001% in their field. We look at them, we're like, oh, wow, they're so amazing. You know, actually, the people who are holding them up, those people are actually more amazing. Tell me about Because it. it takes a lot of work to put energy to make sure that one person can be working the way they need to work and have everything that they need and have that shoulder to lean on. You know, these people are human. So they're in the limelight. They're going through different things. They have certain emotions. They have certain negative thoughts and that support system is the people that they lay those things on to help them to move forward, to do their best. And we got to really start praising the support system. We got to start seeing the man behind the man, behind the man, behind the man, or the woman behind the man, or the woman behind the woman, behind the woman. Like these people are the ones that are helping them to do their best every single day. Uh, what's the saying? Behind every great man is a greater woman. Come on. So behind every great man or woman, there's an even greater support system. Yes. Yeah, there's not, nothing I can say at that point. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I hope, <laughs> and, and I feel like Jamie does have that. And you know why I feel that? You know, I said that just to be speculating because nothing came out. No news came out. None. So when you see something like that, somebody that that he's that big in the limelight and you know information is leaking out, that shows that, yo, he has a really good support system. Like people are really for him. They're really keeping their mouths closed. 100%. Yeah, not. Yeah, that's yeah, that that shows a lot. And as we close, I just want to say for our, for our, for our men out there, man, like you got to start getting around people that have the energy to support you where you don't have to wear that mask, you don't have to perform. Mm -hmm. Performing is a part of life. Mm 
it is and, and that's something that i'm learning more and more you got to get up when you don't feel us when you don't feel like doing it you got to get to work you got to do what you need to do you got to get up you got to perform but when you don't have the environment that safe emotional vulnerable environment where you don't have to wear the mask that's where depression comes into the picture mm-hmm. that's when irritability comes into the picture because we all need that we need that safe place we need those few people in our lives to support us in a way where we can just completely show our vulnerability and the weakest parts of ourselves so that we can be strong in life moving forward yeah i i definitely agree I, I'm, there's not much i can say about that i'm just trying to make the money jamie makes so i can pay my support team and get them on payroll so they keep my <laughs> <laughs> facts upon facts my brother right right so yeah man you know i always appreciate having these conversations with you and just at least like bringing the world into our conversation these are things that we always talk about all the time and i feel like it's just very important man for our men to hear us for other men to hear other men speak like this and believe in this stuff because there's a level of freedom as men that we don't have emotionally and it's time that we really, you know, change that up. 100%. And I want I want everyone to share this podcast. You know, um, someone was telling me how great of a job we're doing just being ourselves on this podcast because in the Black community, there's not many positive influences, Yeah. right? So I want people to put their money where their mouth is just by just send this podcast to two people. That's mm-hmm. all I ask. Just send it to two people let them listen to it, start the conversation, get the feedback, send me any questions, send John any questions you may have so we could talk about it on the podcast, but share it, share it. You guys want more men, more positive black male influences, but we need our support team. We need help from you guys to get the message out there. Beautifully said. And with that being said, we are off. I love you, my brother. And let us keep this train moving. I love you too, bro. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we go, I just want to remind you, the man that says he can and the man that says he can't are both right. Which one are you? By his father and mother, he was abandoned. With no concern for his safety, they left him stranded. A life of hurt was the very thing he was handed. My apologies, cause I'm about to be candid. Everywhere he went, he felt ashamed alone. And his explosive behavior made it be known. Walked around as if he wanted to be left alone. But he was really carrying the weight of being disowned.